0: Open your Bibles with me to Psalm 101, the 101st Psalm. The Bible tells us in the New Testament to worship the Lord with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We shall do so. Psalm 101. As we read this psalm, please keep in mind Romans chapter 1, the last five verses. In those last five verses are 23 crimes of the human race of which you and I are guilty. This psalm is going to describe a number of them. And David in this psalm is first of all going to tell the Lord that he wants to be perfect himself, free from these sins in his own life, and behave himself in a perfect way in his home where no one can see him but the God of heaven and maybe his family. Then, in verses 3 through 8, David is going to say that he cannot stand any friends, even servants, or anyone in his life that commits those 23 crimes. So David, in this psalm, it is a very good cross-reference to the last five verses of Romans 1, is going to teach his personal commitment to holiness, and he's going to teach his separation and his commitment to be separated from anyone that does those 23 things in Romans chapter 1. Let me remind you of how the passage concludes in Romans 1. Who, knowing the judgment of God, that such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. The Lord is going to get us on a couple of counts in the 32nd verse. Not only have we done those sins presumptuously and rebelliously, but we have also taken pleasure in friends and entertainment that promote those things. Keep that in mind as we read Psalm 101. Stand with me together to honor the God of heaven and His precious Word that He has inspired for us. Together in unison. I will sing of mercy and judgment. Unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. O when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath an high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land that I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Thank you, blessed God, for such words from the heart of the sweet psalmist of Israel. In the first verse, David said he would sing... Of both God's mercy and God's judgment. Because they go together. Rejoice in trembling. The only reason you can rejoice in trembling is to know that there's mercy with the Lord for the forgiveness of sins. In the second verse, there are three sentences. The first sentence and the third sentence are very similar. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. When we are away from everyone else in the privacy of our own homes, we tend to let our hair down. But David said, when I am away from public view as king and prophet and leader of the nation, I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. From the inside out, even at home, I will behave myself in a very holy and righteous way. In between, he calls upon God for a blessing that is dependent upon the first and third sentences. And that is, when you are living a holy life, you may expect and you may call upon God to come to you and dwell with you and to have fellowship with you. So David asks the question in the middle of verse two: 2, oh, O when wilt thou come unto me? Because of what I led the verse off with and what I'm closing the verse out with, when wilt thou come unto me? As you draw nigh to God, and the Bible tells us to draw nigh to God by cleansing our hands and purifying our hearts, James chapter 4, then God will draw nigh to us. Amen. This is David in his personal holiness relative to the things that he's about to describe. Now, in the things that he's about to describe, he mentions he's going to cut off anyone that does them because he doesn't want them in his life. He is going to be very selective In choosing his friends. And every one of you ought to be very selective in choosing your friends. The Bible says very plainly, be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. The good manners of the gospel are corrupted by listening to heretics. And so the Corinthian church was corrupted from believing the resurrection of the dead because they allowed some teachers in their church to preach against it. And it applies to friendship. You will be no better than your friends. You will weigh your soul down and you will destroy your holiness by choosing evil, worldly, carnal friends. Look at David. He says in verse 3, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. When we get to Romans chapter 1 and verse 32, taking pleasure in sinners, this is David saying, I will not do it. I will set no wicked thing. I don't want to look on it. Now, he mentions sight. He mentions sight again in uh, verse 6. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land. Verse 7, he that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I don't even want to look on it. I don't want to look on it on a movie screen. I don't want to look on it on the Internet. I don't want to look on it in television. I don't want to look on it in person. I don't want any of those people around me. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. That is to turn aside from God's commandments, which Romans chapter 1 is all about. It shall not cleave to me. It's not going to stick to me. It's not going to be on me. I'm not going to be spotted with the spots of the worldly lifestyle. Verse 4, a froward heart. That is an obnoxious, naughty, evil, wicked, Perverse heart shall depart from me. When we get to Romans 1, you're going to hear words like malignity. You haven't used it in a sentence this past week. You're going to read about maliciousness. You're going to read about despiteful. These are words that can be described in the Old Testament by the word froward. A froward heart is a malignant heart. It's a malicious heart. It's a despiteful person. It's one of hatred. A froward heart shall depart from me. I don't want them around me. I want gentle, kind, faithful, fair, just people around me. I will not know a wicked person. Isn't that wonderful? What a cross-reference for Romans chapter 1. Because wickedness is the third of the 23 indictments. I will not know a wicked person. This is David fulfilling the verses the way we want to fulfill them after we hear today's preaching. Verse 5, Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, someone that goes around and talks evil, to put down and detract from another person, whoso does that, him will I cut off. David would not listen to anyone trying to run down, despise, or detract from the character of another person. Get out of my sight. You stinking, little, dirty, whispering, slandering person. Why don't you say something good about people? Why is your soul so full of evil that you have to spill evil about another person? Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart, will not I suffer? I will not put up with somebody that's proud and arrogant. Verse 6, mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land. I'm going to... I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I don't want to see a wicked man. I don't want to see his wicked actions. I don't want to watch it on television. I don't want to see it. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land. I am looking for good men. And when I find them, I want them around me. That they may dwell with me. Look at what he's saying. I want to see good men, and I want them to be my friends. In fact... I want them to be my servants, my employees. Everybody that works for me had better be righteous, godly, and faithful. Because he goes on to say in that sixth verse, He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. That's who I want working for me. This is David. He hated sin himself, and he hated sinners. He didn't want them around him. Verse 7, He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. I'm not going to allow anyone to be in my household, whether they are my, have my last name or they are my servants that tell lies, that are dishonest, that exaggerate, that are not transparently honest. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I won't even let him take, I won't even let him give a two week notice. He's gone. I will early, that means quickly, soon, destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord. David's ambition was that the whole congregation of Israel would be holy and righteous, and he would cut them off as quickly as possible. He is not talking about Philistines or Egyptians, as I say so many times. He is talking about the wicked and evildoers in the nation of Israel, in the congregation of the Lord. This is David. This is a great cross-reference for Romans 1, 28-32. Who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which do such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. If you don't commit the crimes in Romans chapter 1, but you hang around with the people that do, you are just as guilty of death in the sight of God, according to Romans 1. David, here in this psalm, frees himself from both crimes. I'm not going to live that way. I'm going to behave myself wisely in a perfect way, and I'm going to cut off everyone that does. And he mentions everything from being froward to being a whisperer and a slanderer about somebody else behind their back, biting them, to, to being a liar and to being a wicked and an evil man. This is David. I won't have anything to do with them. I hate the work of them that turn aside. Everyone, the faithful of the land. I want them to dwell with me. I want them to work with me. We'll have a great band of faithful saints. This is what a church ought to be aiming for. This is how David interprets Romans chapter 1 for us. You know the Holy Spirit inspired Psalm 101. The Holy Spirit inspired Romans chapter 1. There's only one author in the Bible. No wonder Psalm 101 is so similar to Romans chapter 1. May the Lord bless the reading of his word.